Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi, everyone. It's another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast, number 12. And today, Melinda and I are going to give you a bit of an update for the Brisbane property update. Uh, there'll be a, probably a lot of data and a lot of stats. So Melinda will probably do a lot of talking on that side of things. So welcome back, everyone. Hi, everyone. Thanks for uh, tuning in again. Um, really excited to be bringing the next market update. We will be bringing these monthly just to help you understand what the data is telling us and also what we're seeing on the ground. So I'm looking forward to getting right into it. So I guess if we're going to get into it, we will start with some data and um, can you give us a little bit of an update, Melinda, on some of the core logic data that you've um, you've researched for sales, etc.? Yeah, so obviously monthly CoreLogic put out their hedonic home value index report and uh, usually we see that the first week of the month and it covers all of the national headlines. Now this month it did say that the national property market had declined in value by negative uh, 0.7%. The headlines also may have said that the Brisbane property market declined in value by negative 0.4%. And if we further break that down, um, houses negative 0.4% and units uh, a little bit more of a price decline, negative 0.8%. But obviously that is all of Brisbane grouped into one. And Scott, as we always talk about, Brisbane's not one property market, don't you agree? Agree, yeah. So if you you hit Brisbane, there's so many different areas, whether it's broken from Morton, Ipswich, Logan, and different, even just different sections of um, Brisbane itself, north, south, um, and so on. So if we break that sort of down, and what we'll probably do today is just on this part of it, just go through sort of some sales, so some historical, some listings, uh, and then also some asking price, um, sale, asking sales prices. So can you start us off with a bit of um, the sales side of it? Yeah, so obviously sales that are recorded um, are reported in the dwelling values and that's what CoreLogic data represents. Now, uh, recently CoreLogic put out some statistical area level four information which tracked the actual achieved prices or the sales prices for dwellings or changes in dwelling values from the 31st of March 2020 through to the 31st of May. And as we know, that was through the worst of the COVID-19 pandemic when there was a lot of uncertainty in the market and people didn't know what was going on on the ground. Now, it's really interesting to see the trends that occurred over that period of time, so throughout April and May. And in Brisbane, we were able to identify some trends within the greater Brisbane area. So whilst the overall property market trend um, is shows a fairly flat result, um, and as I mentioned, negative 0.4% between uh, the beginning and the end of June, what we see across the two-month period from 31st of March to the 31st of May is um, good price growth in some regions and negative price growth in other re- regions throughout Brisbane. So Let's unpack that a little bit. Um, I don't know whether I should start with the the best performing areas or the worst performing areas. Uh, I think let's start at the bottom and go up. Let's okay. go from from the worst to the to the best. So according to this CoreLogic report, um, capital growth over a two month period from the thirty first of March to the thirty first of May in Greater Brisbane, the worst performing area was Ipswich, negative one point eight percent change in dwelling values in that area. Uh, followed by the inner city suburbs, so in and around the CBD, and that was negative 0.5% uh, price declines there. 
Logan and Bow Desert um, next still in negative territory, negative 0.5% change in dwelling values between March and May. Um, and Moreton Bay South, negative 0.3% change in dwelling values across the same period. Brisbane South side areas, um, no change at all. So fairly flat market there. And then we move into uh, the areas that have had some really good price growth. So Moreton Bay North, 0.4% price growth. Brisbane North, 1.1% price growth. Brisbane East, 1.3%. And Brisbane West, 1.9%. So you really have to break down that overall data for Brisbane um, to really understand what's happening at a local level. And obviously, that's what we are seeing on the ground by being out in the market and seeing what is transacting on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So as Melinda said, what we're seeing up here locally and and on the ground, we'll dive into that a little bit further in the podcast where we actually talk about what we actually see physically out there when we're actually doing the um, the inspections and talking to agents and getting all that feedback and seeing what's happening. But what about listings? Total listings, um, it's a good way to track what's actually happening out there. And obviously, given you know the onset of COVID-19, we saw huge falls in the number of people that were confident enough to bring their properties to the market. So new listings um, declined negative 8.4% um, from the equivalent period last year. That's data up to the end of June. Um, However, the total number of listings declined negative 22.3% from the equivalent period last year. So that's a big change in the number of properties that are available to purchase. And when you overlay that with the number of buyers that have re-emerged into the market, you can see why we've got a seller's market that has very quickly re-emerged here in Brisbane, because there are not many quality properties that are coming to the market for sale, um, either off market or on market. Um, And yet there's a lot of buyers that are coming back into the market. Um, And when we look at who those buyers are, last month we reported in our monthly update, there's a lot of home buyers that are very active in the market. Uh, now we can look at some data that um, confirms what we saw, you know, retrospectively um, in that the lending space, who's borrowing money and uh, generally that's data that is retrospective as well. We can see for the Queensland data, the share of total lending that went to first home buyers was 29.7%. So that proportion of lending has increased. Um, however, the proportion of lending to investors has dropped And that's now at 22% across Queensland. So the balance of lending has gone to um, other owner occupiers who are either upsizing or downsizing or, you know, just moving into their new family home. And that's definitely something that we've seen consistently by being on the ground. Yeah. Or I wonder whether there are any people out there taking much advantage of the the government packages um, for the renovations and new build type of thing. Yeah, I certainly think that that would have had an influence, especially in that first home buyer um, space, because, you know, not only do they get the incentives from the government to purchase um, properties that uh, qualify for the home builder scheme, but they also have other incentives as first home buyers to um, to get into the market. And with lending rates so low at the moment, it's probably never been a better time for them to, to make that step. So with, with sales and, and obviously that side of things with listings, What's that done to asking prices? Yeah, look, we can look at the SQM data for asking prices and and sometimes asking prices are more of a forward indicator for us. So we have a look at, uh, well, what are the vendor's expectations because they set their asking prices and that quite often can correlate with what's been happening in terms of market movements from recorded sales. So 
Um, look, in terms of asking prices, when we look at all of Brisbane uh, across the month, we are in positive territory. So houses are up 0.4% and units up 1%, believe it or not. Um, but across the quarter, it's still a little bit down, negative three, sorry, negative 0.3% for houses, but um, still positive for units, 2.1% up. Uh, but across the whole year, obviously still tracking uh, in the right direction, 4.4% higher and um, for housing and 2.2% higher for units. So, you know, the positive um, sentiment is that vendors' expectations are holding fairly firm and they're still confident that they will achieve those prices. And we have actually seen, you know, a lot of that home buyer activity and buyers are prepared to pay market value um, in some cases uh, more than what the appraised value is. And we're seeing that consistently in properties that, that we're looking at. But an interesting trend when we look at asking prices and we can break those um, that data down into areas within Greater Brisbane as well. What we do see, and if I line up that SQM data for asking prices with the CoreLogic data for the statistical area level four um, for each of the regions as well. What I do see is that asking prices in areas where we have seen recent price falls between March and May, for example, Ipswich, which had price falls of negative 1.8% across that period, the asking prices in Ipswich is still negative. So at the moment, the monthly trend is down negative 0.3% and the quarterly trend down negative 0.6%. So what that tells me is that the trend in achieved sales um, is putting some negativity in that market and lowering vendor expectations. So therefore, they're setting their asking prices slightly lower than what they have previously been willing to accept. So that's something that um, we'll continue to monitor and report back on in the coming months. Generally speaking, um, the only other area that's got some negative asking prices in terms of, you know, uh, vendor expectations um, faltering or, or falling away slightly is in the inner city CBD locations. Um, asking prices there for houses negative 0.8% and across the quarter negative 11.5%, really huge shift in, in vendor expectations. And in the unit market uh, across the month, negative 0.5% and across the quarter down negative uh, 1.3%. So again, that's consistent with the CoreLogic data across um, the period from March to May, which showed negative price growth of 0.5%. So that's the negative. What are you seeing on the positive? You've gone from the, the bottom one there, Melinda, to what about the top one? Is, is it the same sort of results you're seeing? It is. And I look, I've done no statistical analysis in terms of correlations. I'm just reporting on the raw data here. And I don't want to confuse people with the um, the, the fancy technology or the fancy words associated with analysing data. Uh, but Brisbane West being the best performing location at an SA4 level at growth of 1.9% across um, from March to May, it also shows good solid um, vendor expectation with asking prices currently up 1.4% for the month, 3.3% for the quarter and 9.9% for the year. So I guess what we're trying to point out here is Brisbane is not one property market. And whatever you may be reading in the headlines um, in terms of what may be happening to the Brisbane property market, remember that Brisbane is a market of many markets. And it's really important to understand what's happening at a local level because it can be very different in one location compared to another. So at a local level, 
Um, I, I guess if we jump from some some data and stats to on the ground and what we actually see week in, week out and day to day when we're walking around, we've, we've probably seen some mixed results, to be honest. Um, and I guess let's, let's just start at um, one area, which is probably hasn't been the most common way to sell property in Brisbane, um, but le- with auctions. Mm. Um, what are we, what's the sort of latest thing we've seen with the last couple of weekends? Yeah, look, we um, regularly attend auctions. We bid on behalf of our clients and obviously also provide an auction bidding only service. So we are always out and about watching auctions, participating in auctions and um, observing what what's actually going on. Now, I know just recently on the, the last Saturday that um, has just passed, we were bidding on behalf of a client at a property which was an unlivable property. It wasn't able to be rented in its current state. Um, we would call it a knockdown opportunity. So um, ripe for the bulldozers and um, start again uh, to build a, a new executive home about five to six kilometres from the Brisbane CBD and a nice 607 um, allotment that fell very slightly from the rear to the road. So prime real estate, very scarce opportunity, and we'd appraise the property up to $780,000. Yeah, so it was a beautiful sunny day last Saturday here in Brizzy, uh, about 25 degrees. It was actually quite warm at the auction. It was hot in the sun. Um, and the numbers, it was amazing. There was there was people on the street. It was, it was a really, really big crowd, um, which was fantastic. Uh, I think there was six registered bidders um, and it was quite active. It started and and it didn't stop um, at all. It went very, very quick and it was about $100,000 over what we actually um, appraised it at. Yeah, the, um, the, the hammer fell at $858,000, which is a really strong price for, for this particular location. Um, the suburb was Alderley and, you know, in the end, the bids were increasing in either five hundred or $1,000 increments and that covered the last $30,000 of bidding. Mm-hmm. So um, those six registered bidders, most of them, I think, got a bid in bar one. So, you know, it was fierce, fiercely competitive um, and just goes to show that the buyer demand is still there and people are paying a premium to get into good real estate. Yeah, so it's actually good to get out and chat to people on those days just to get some feedback from from other buyers that are around about um, and also the agents everyone looking um, at the properties these days. The weekend before, we also another attended another auction. Um, this one had city views. It, it was a livable house, had a tenant in it. Um, city views, you could renovate it, and it's in a really uh, popular area close to the CBD as well. Um, unfortunately, that one, we um, I think there was five registered bidders, I think, and I think only two um, were bidding on it, and, and it passed in, that one. Yeah, completely um, opposite type of auction, to be honest. Um, Only two bidders were active for that auction. And um, admittedly, it was prime real estate, great city view. The property did need um, a bit of work to bring it up to its former glory. So whilst it was tenanted, there were some issues with the property. They weren't structural issues. They were more cosmetic, but there was some repair work necessary in our opinion based on Scott's um, building uh, assessment. And we felt that at least ten dollars to $20,000 needed to be spent on the house to bring it up to a um, set and forget rent ready opportunity. Now, not sure whether it was because a tenant was in place in the property and therefore the uh, own, the owner occupiers or the home buyers were not actively bidding. But um, with only two bidders, uh, that property passed in at $820,000. That was on a vendor bid. And interestingly, uh, you know, compare that to the one at Alderley just 
seven days later that, that they purchased for $858,000 um, and yet uh, with the um, the former one, it had full city views. So it just goes to show that, um, you know, people are looking for a particular type of product in Brisbane at the moment and they are a bit picky, but um, they will pay a premium when they find what they want. So is there anything we can sort of put down to why we think that might have been the case? Like with those mixed results... And it was almost chalk and cheese, to be honest. Um, the difference was incredible. Um, any reason why auctions either aren't working at the moment or aren't as popular? Well, look, they are working for some. They're not working for all. And, um, you know, I know through conversations we've had with other sales agents as well, um, a lot of people are struggling to get their finance prepared to be in in the situation where they are able to bid under auction terms. And that's feedback that we've consistently received. Um, some from mortgage brokers just saying timeframes are blowing out for getting finance and lending already up front. So a four-week auction campaign, if someone doesn't see that property in the first or the second week, they may not be in a position to bid under auction terms. And so they will become a conditional buyer. And I do know with the um, the property that passed in that we attended, there were some conditional buyers in the waiting. So, you know, it may be that they couldn't bid under auction conditions. Um, you know, whereas others who already have finance, they're in a much stronger position and obviously they can push ahead and bid, you know, at an auction campaign. But you do need to have your finance in place and potentially there's some delays with finance at the moment, um, which, you know, provides a disadvantage for those people that are not finance ready. Yeah, and obviously with the auction conditions, that that is uh, unconditional. So you need to have your finance in place. All of those and pretty much everyone now um, will supply a building and pest report. Make sure you read that. Make sure you go through it properly. Um, get some advice on it as well if you need to. Um, but make sure, obviously, you can buy under those conditions. I've also spoken to a few agents out and about who who just aren't doing auctions anymore. Um, they've just decided that they would prefer to go um, on your normal sort of negotiation sort of side of things. Um, what about that side, I mean, the sales? So on market properties, that the properties we see at, whether it's domainrealestate.com and, and that type of thing, when they're listed, What's sort of the trend we're seeing in that at the moment? Again, I think it's very dependent on the properties that are being listed. What I can say that properties that are in um, good pockets of Brisbane that appeal to owner occupiers um, that are well located, we are just seeing huge numbers of buyers at the um, inspections. Generally, we like to get through before the open homes, but we will always attend the open homes to see what the current buyer demand is. But you know, the properties that we've been through recently on behalf of our clients, they have all been uh, attended with with huge crowds. And um, the other thing that we're noticing is that they go to multiple offer within days. It's not a case of they sit on the market for um, weeks. It's actually a number of days. In some cases, it can be hours, but um, usually we'll see the first open inspection on the Saturday and by Monday, the property is under multiple offer. And we've seen multiple examples of that with our own clients over the last two to three weeks. Yeah. And that that's on market. Uh, we also, then if we flick to another side of it, which is the off market side of it. And we had one, it was literally last week, agent contacted us on the Thursday. Uh, I think it was fr late Friday afternoon, four or five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, we had an inspection. There was, I think there was five groups, five groups. at, at an inspection for an off market property. That was that was on the Friday. By the uh, I think on the Saturday they did an open for it, which was off market, obviously. Uh, Twenty groups through. By Sunday afternoon they had six offers on the table yes. so under multi offer. 
incredible. And again, um, we had appraised that property on behalf of a client. And um, from what we understand, the the property did go under contract outside of our appraisal range. Um, another home buyer, emotional buyer, and someone that was really committed to the purchase. But when you've got such buyer depth, when you've got a lot of buyers wanting and fighting over one property, ultimately it's he who pays the most wins. Sometimes with multiple offer, and perhaps this is something we can tackle in a future episode, you can be a little bit creative with your terms. And if you are um, a buyer that's got very clean terms without uh, conditions that that may um, make you less competitive, then then sometimes you can achieve uh, or secure a property even if you are not the highest uh, offer price. So we can talk about that and tackle that in another episode. Yeah, it's interesting those types of properties. You know, that one had a bit of a, a city view, um, had potential to um, renovate or knock down as well. So a lot of demand for that type of property, obviously, um, when it comes up, you've, you've got to move pretty quick. Um, I guess when you look, when you talk, whether it's obviously the uh, investor side of it, what about the rental market? What are we seeing on that at the moment? Yeah, look, we obviously are involved in in purchasing property on behalf of our clients. So we're seeing what's happening in that space all the time. A lot of our buyers are property investors. So we also help them to um, get property management proposals. And we're in regular contact with property managers in different pockets throughout Brisbane to ensure that we're getting the most updated information in what in terms of what's happening in that rental market as well. So based on those conversations, um, as well as the observations of what we're seeing with our clients, the rental market outside of the Brisbane CBD is still very, very strong in Brisbane. Yeah, and and it's also very strong. Just a little tip on that one, I, I guess jumping on back onto the, the ground side of things that we see um, with a client that purchased a property for ours, his words were to us were, I could actually live in it myself. Um, <laughs> if I'm giving you a tip on something, if you could live in it yourself, you'll have people lining up to rent it out. Yeah, rental demand. If you want a desirable property, um, rental demand will be, if you buy a desirable property, rental demand will be higher and you'll have multiple rental applications from which you can choose who to make the offer to. So that's that's a good tip for property investors that are looking to purchase a property and rent out their property. But let's have a look at some of the stats for that rental market. Um, let's start with vacancy rates because I know that the the general headline for Brisbane is that the vacancy rates did decline slightly in June. So we've come from April 2.8%, May 2.5%. We're now down to 2.4%. So the trend is downward, which is really reassuring for the Brisbane property market. However, again, we've got to break that down to certain regions because it's not the same across all regions and and it's also not the same across all product types because units um, are being more impacted in some locations than than houses and that's predominantly in the Brisbane CBD. So in that market, things are not that great still. Um, Vacancy rates are still trending upward. So from April through to May, we saw an increase from May through to June um, in the Brisbane CBD locations. By region, we're still seeing the trend in vacancy rates increasing. So if you are a property investor considering purchasing something in the inner city CBD locations, be very wary that the current vacancy rate is increasing and it is extremely high, currently at 9.2%. So something to be aware of. 
any other locations um, around Brisbane, including East Brisbane, Ipswich, Northern Brisbane, Southeastern Brisbane, South Brisbane and Western Brisbane, vacancy rates are all trending downwards, which is a much better state. Um, that's what we want to see. It's tightening up. East Brisbane current vacancy rates are at 2.3%. That's um, consistent with South Brisbane. All other areas are less than that. Um, with some regions, including Ipswich and Northern Brisbane, um, at vac current vacancy rates are at 1.2%. Um, and in Southeast Brisbane, current vacancy is at 1.1%. So really, really tight vacancy market in Brisbane. Um, and if you are you know, searching for an investment, in most cases, it is not difficult to find a tenant providing you're buying in one of these locations where vacancy rates are very tight and providing that you are purchasing the type of asset that tenants want to um, live in, which is something that obviously experts should be able to assist you with if you don't know the demographic of the area. So how does that relate then with the um, the asking rent side of things, the vacancy rate? Yeah, just like um, asking, you know, sales prices, that, that gives us an indication of how vendors are feeling. Asking rents gives us an indication of how property investors are feeling about the market, how desperate they are to get a tenant in their properties um, and what direction the, the rental return might be heading. So generally across Brisbane, um, asking rents are increasing for houses. We're up 1.2% for the month, 0.4% um, for the quarter, um, and we're still in positive territory for the whole year. Um, and units are exactly the same. So a more positive trend in the unit market at a city-wide level, we're up 0.8% for the month, 1% for the quarter, and 1.7% for the year. Now, it is a little bit different as we look in different regions, as it always is. So um, we can have a look at some of those, those regions. Generally, in terms of rents, it's positive all around. Um, Western Brisbane um, is showing good, strong results in that rental market as well. That's consistent with the uh, market for asking prices as well and good the, the consistency in the price growth that we've seen according to the CoreLogic data. So Brisbane West um, housing um, asking rents up 2.2% for the month and um, in the unit space up 0.9% for the year. Um, in other markets, um, everything's fairly consistent. Northern Brisbane up 3.2% for the month, 3.1% um, for the quarter. So that market's performing very strongly in terms of the rental market. But the outstanding area for rents is southeast Brisbane. For the month, asking rents are up 8.4% and the quarter 8.2%. So that's a really high shift in, in the expectations that um, people have for the rents that they're charging. Mm, that's um, quite positive there. So Look, I think that's a bit of a uh, an overall sort of update on what's happening here in Brisbane. I mean, what we're seeing, the, the data's there, this, um, what we're seeing on the ground is um, quite positive. So, um, look, until next time, hope that's hope that's helped with everyone. Hope you've all taken notes to uh, understand all those things that Melinda's been speaking about there. Um, and, yeah, until next time, um, take care and bye for now. Look, I hope I haven't overwhelmed you with too much information. I love sharing information about the Brisbane property market, but more so than just looking at the data, I love to um, relate that to what we're seeing on the ground. And it's really important that um, you understand as a property buyer, 
what area is going to deliver the results you're after. If you're a home buyer, it's just important to understand at a macro level what's happening in, in the market. But if you're a property investor, some of these numbers that we're, we've been talking about become critical to ensure you select the right location, uh, depending on what your investment strategy is. So it's been fabulous chatting to you again today. I hope that information has been useful. I'm Melinda Jennison. Um, we'll talk to you again soon. Please don't forget to leave us a review. Um, rate us and um, tell your friends that our podcast exists. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and, of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.